0: guys here we go huge northeast screencast today we have all kinds of news crazy news we're going to break down wandavision we're going to finish up our alien rewatch here we go northeast podcast All right, guys, here we go. Nordy's podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Doing well, man.
1: I'm awesome. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. And that's because I'm here podding with my two best friends and all of our other best friends who are our listeners. So great to be with you guys. It's going to be a great episode. We are going screencast first again until probably Viking season. Probably.
1: Makes sense. That would make sense. There's not a lot. I mean, you know, our sports... Pods are fantastic. I love them. But they're not as timely or topical.
0: Yeah. So we're back with this on uh, early, early uh, episode of the week, and we have all kinds of stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about the current title belt holding show uh, in just a minute after all of our news. But before we get into all of that stuff, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at East Podcast. Also, subscribe on anywhere that you get your favorite podcast from and get your best friends and all these podcasts directly to your phone or your device each and every week. Also, if you still haven't given us that five-star review, now would be a great time to do it. You know you can. You know you've been putting it off. You've been trying to come up with something clever. Give us your beam material. It's fine. Give us the five-star review. We've earned it, and we're your best friends.
2: The, the content of your review is less important to us While still important, less important than the review itself. Like the the star rating. Please give Mm -hmm. us the rating. And then you can write down anything. Like, I hate Mr. Burtness as a teacher. Great. Love it.
0: You can do that. Perfect. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Here we go. Uh, Social. uh, done. we're on to beer. We got all kinds of beer in front of us. What are we drinking today, guys? We're all over the place.
1: Yeah. Dude, I'm over in, uh, I'm at Junkyard in Moorhead. Love Junkyard. Eric, hey, thank you for the birthday present, um, one of a few. And you got me this no contest, blueberry strudel sour. It literally tastes exactly like a blueberry pastry, and it's amazing. It is so delicious. I expect nothing less. It is a bur- beautiful purple beer.
2: Sweet. Um, I'm back at my, my sleeper brewery of the year, and I don't care who knows it, uh, Portage. Brewing Company, I saw they had another one. They lost 40 New England IPA. It's fantastic. I love it. It's got five different types of hops. Give me all the portage all the time. I'm in, in Walker, Minnesota at
0: heart. All right, guys. I If there was an infinity gauntlet for uh, breweries, okay. this thing would have three of the stones in it, this beer. Holy. That's because this is Local Dream Universe. It's a Black Stack IPA, which is already good. But they did this in collaboration with uh, two other Nordy winners, besides Blackstack themselves, Modest and Fairstay.
1: That's, that's too much power in one
0: can. I told you, it's half the infinity gauntlet of local breweries. It would kill a normal person to have this in their hand. But I'm mostly Gamma. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well done. I, I love
1: your concept. Well executed. Good work. Like buddy. More, How's the more, actual beer? Is it any good at all?
0: This beer you're is home. great. Okay. This beer is the silkiest beer oh, I have had in some time. Like holy sh just incredibly smooth and delicious. They killed this one. It is like every black stack beer, um, but better because they brought in uh even more great minds even more interesting hops, and this thing absolutely shreds. It's a local dream universe.
2: I mean, it's one of those things where you could think, you could say, like, uh, maybe it's too many chefs in the kitchen. You know, they over reciped it a little bit,
1: but I'm glad to hear that it's fantastic. So Local 755 from Blackstack meets Dream... What is it? Dream Yard. Dream Yard from Modest mm-hmm. meets Infinite uh, Infinite Universe.
0: Mirror, Mirror Universe
1: from Fair State. Okay, now I get it. Now I get it. Boom. Let's go. Boom. Boom.
0: Yeah.
2: Wow. So, good. I mean, literally like three of our favorite beers ever of yeah. all time.
1: I mean, at least top 10. Would it have been cheaper just to buy a four-pack of those three and just dump them into a bucket?
0: No, it was $6.99. Or $16.99, I'm sorry. Okay. It, wasn't <laughs> bad. it wasn't even that bad for like a No, it's big...
1: not that bad. We're used to that now.
0: Yeah. That, I mean, it's sad that we're used to that, but I'm like, $16.99, that's it? Okay. Oh, what a steal. thing's cheap.
2: <laughs> Limit two. Limit two per customer.
0: You're <laughs> yeah. out of there for 40 bucks. All right, guys. Here we go. Lots of news today. We're going to have to fly through these things. Um, okay. We're going to start out with South Park. We don't talk a lot about South Park here, but one of the all-time great cartoons, one of the great comedies of all time, a show that is probably more impressive in its ability to be relevant uh, and current with its storytelling more than maybe anything ever. Um, they are up again with another hour-long uh, vaccination special. The first one was pretty good.
1: It was okay. It was- I think it was like a B-. minus.
0: Yeah, it was like, like- I
1: chuckled a couple times. I didn't think it was that great. I think the reason we don't talk a lot about them is because they're not, it's not as relevant as it was. It's not as good as it was.
0: Do we care? I care enough to watch it. I don't really know if I care enough about to pot about it.
2: Well, it's an hour long episode who really cares that much. I mean, if you, if you have nothing else to watch, you can fire it up. It's probably more like 55 minutes. You know, you, you could do a lot worse. And this is, it's going to focus on uh, Q and on too. And which I'm guessing Cartman's going to be involved with.
0: How it. does
1: Ianon feel about that
0: though? Um, Enon is, uh, on the same corner. Um, uh, mm-hmm. But even more uh, woke and even more aware of sheep.
2: So okay. you're, so you're, you're in the camp. Biden did control the weather to send that storm to Texas, then, right? That's where you're at. Yeah,
0: to punish. To-, to punish
2: Texas. Okay, good. I okay. want to make sure that I was caught up. All right, good.
0: Um, all right, we're gonna be all over the place because there's all kinds of random news this week. We're we're going to Marvel Studios. Um, Jessica Jones and the Punisher, uh, the rights are back with Marvel. I don't know where they were, but they were shows that were on Netflix. Um, do these move the needle for you at all? Will we see them in the MCU at any time in the future? And, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, this is all going to set up a better question. So why don't you answer that first?
1: I'm not that excited. These shows were not great.
2: I don't think so. But again, if Marvel decided to come in with the Punisher, as like even a movie on disney plus or something like that i think it would be fun to watch i i don't i'm not necessarily invested in the characters but again in marvel studios we trust if kevin feige has a reason to bring them in um there's there's a reason that they're back with marvel studios like i don't think they were just like uh yeah we'll just spend a bunch of money to get those rights back like for no we're just going to Shelve any scripts that we have for that i think they're going to do something with it and it could just be a one-off i think that would be cool but i, I agree with you jimbo I, jessica jones and frank whatever his name is i don't really care that much
1: frank castle um frank castle. i think if they do it they recast the punisher i think john bernthal would be out i mean he's a good at. he's fine he did well but I don't think anybody's that excited. It's not like people would be more, I think people would be more excited to see daredevil with Charlie Cox than they would to see John Bernthal come in, but for sure we'll see, you know, in a, hey, we, we trust we haven't been let down yet.
0: So here's my question for you. Who should they offer uh Fox? I'm sorry. Sony, uh, in a trade for Spider-Man.
1: Like they get a character and then,
0: yeah. So I'm going, I'm going, uh, I'm going with Punisher. I'm going with Blade. No. Yep, Blade. He's gone. And wow. uh, I think I'm going with the Hulk.
1: <laughs> I actually Hulk. love that one.
0: Hulk, Blade, and Punisher for Spider-Man. Who's the Hulk
1: out? is all washed up. His
2: arm's all fucked up.
0: They can restart new Hulk
2: movie. So, yeah. uh, Sony says no, 100%. They wouldn't do that trade. I was like, that, that's... That, that's Eric, that's a fantasy basketball trade that you offer the dumb person in your league, where you're like, oh, "Let me see if I get a three for one of my three worst players." For their I think you'd best have player. to
1: you'd have to sub the Hulk for Iron Man, and actually let let them have Iron Man and start fresh with him, which I they think, would fuck up. The movies I, would be bad.
0: I think Sony would do that deal so long as you also threw in a billion dollars. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, and and some cut of the rights, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they're still involved. <laughs> All right, uh, so we got a teaser for Amazon's Wheel of Time. Uh, What do we know about this, and is this going to be something that's contending for the Nordy's Podcast Television Championship of the World?
1: It could. It could. I mean, um, so Amazon's got the plan, right? They are going to put a bunch of money into two shows, and they hope that one of them hits. Um, So it's this Wheel of Time, which is based off these, like, seven really long books or maybe nine, 12 books or some shit from Robert Jordan, I think. Um, High fantasy stuff. Dragons and witches and everything, right? Um, And so this I'm pretty excited about. It looks pretty cool. I'm sure the budget's going to be there. And then Lord of the Rings. And if they can hit on one of those two to capture the Game of Thrones people, they're psyched on that. Um, I hope it's good. I think that it could be better than Lord of the Rings. You never know. Um, I think that's the one we're all really looking forward to, but this could be good. I mean, they're gonna have the money behind it.
2: The the good news is is, you know, it's one of those uh just I'm not a Tesla fanboy, but you know, Tesla has pushed the competition in the electric vehicle market, right? For better or worse, whatever you think of Elon Musk, um they've forced the hand of everyone else. And I think that with game of thrones sort of flopping at the end as it did while it was still the most popular show on television did not end great and so i think that by amazon hopping into the quote unquote like fantasy realm is going to also drive hbo's desire to have that top tier content and then amazon also knowing this is saying we have to deliver as well and so hopefully this elevates everyone's, you know, game, if you will, and we just get some really high quality shows. I hope so too. That's
1: a good point,
0: guys. We've never talked about this, but like Paramount Plus, are you guys excited about that? No. no. Oh, okay.
1: I'm never excited about a streaming service when they announce it. I'm always pissed. Like I didn't want to get HBO Max, didn't want to get um, Apple P-talk. TV, didn't want to get. What the fuck? Peacock, I, I mean there's CBS, been a few
2: C B S all access. Well that
1: one I have luckily avoided, but um that's you know, but then stuff. you start to see the original content and it starts to be must watch stuff like Disney Plus. Like, think about how much we shit on Disney Plus. And now we're all like, I might pay a little bit
0: more. Yeah, I mean Paramount <laughs> Plus is CBS All Access. Really? It changed it's changing its name on March one. Oh, uh, okay. okay.
1: And well then definitely a- not.
0: And and it's gonna have live sports though too. They have the Champions yeah, the, the, the League. The only thing
2: yeah, the only thing I have that for is Champions League. Yeah, it's gonna
0: that
2: be That sucks. And um, so I, I just I had my subscription up and running for Champions League and then when that when group play ended, I cancelled it and now I'm firing it back up. Although Chelsea's gonna be on the actual like CBS sports channel, but then beyond that, yeah, I'm gonna have to have it for the rest of the matches.
0: Um Guys, Donald Glover, we talked about him last week with his uh, collaboration with Phoebe Waller-Bridge on a show called Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Um, He also has signed a deal with Netflix. Is that right? Amazon. Oh, Amazon. I wrote Netflix. I I didn't feel confident in it, and that's why I asked. (laughs) Uh, He signed a deal with Amazon, and uh, I feel like Amazon could sign a deal with everyone at this point in time. Maybe they will. And uh, that's, you know, I guess it's good news anytime you're going to get... A bunch of content coming from Donald Glover, one of the most talented uh, individuals, a true Renaissance man, mm. uh, living in 2021, making great music, making great TV, acting, doing it all.
2: So the good news is, I read in the article that this will not affect Atlanta season three and four. So those good. that that uh, the deal, with whatever he has with FX, is still intact. This will be in addition to that. So the only downside I see with this is. Unless the show gets incredibly popular, Amazon does a horrific job of marketing its high-profile stuff that's really yep. good. And I just don't want him to get buried in, you know, some of the the Amazon fluff, and we never see a commercial about it. Like they release a trailer like three weeks before the show's going to drop or the movie or whatever, and then just sort of get swept
1: under the rug. I, I just hope that doesn't happen to him. You're, dude. You're right. It's so weird. It's like I have to hear – I have to read a good review of a show, and then I go – it's, like, starting to get buzz, and I go on Prime. It's nowhere to be found. I have to fucking search it, enter, type it in with my controller, my yes. fucking TV remote to find it.
0: You log into Prime, and it's like, would you like to see the shows that you looked at three years ago?
1: Yeah. your full screen of them. Or you could watch the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. It's like, no, I don't want to watch those. They're always, if I don't click on it the first 17 times you showed it first, I'm not going to watch it. I already saw it. Uh,
0: (laughs) All right. Do we care? Yeah, we love Donald Glover.
1: We care. We care a lot. That's good news.
0: All right. Edgar Wright is going to be doing the new Running Man remake. What the hell is Running Man?
1: What? That's Arnold. Arnold. You You never heard of that? I don't think I've ever watched it.
2: It is an 80s Arnold uh, action thriller, and I put that in quotes. Um, I haven't watched it for so long, uh, but it kind of, it, I don't know. It's like this, uh, like, what was the, the short story? The most dangerous game, kind of. I think there's, like, some elements of, like, hunting humans in the future. Um, but who knows if that, if they're going to do it, like, exactly the way it was. Um, but I think having Edgar Wright attached to the project could make it potentially good.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know what this is? You know, why I'm excited about this because I didn't really see the first one and I didn't care about it and it was bad. Everybody thinks it's pretty bad. Doesn't hold up. That's why it's the perfect movie to do a remake of kind of like how Donald Glover's going to do Mr. And Mrs. Smith, which was like pretty forgettable, right? Don't remake the great fucking movies. Don't remake Lion King. You know what I mean? Like they're not gonna make that better. Don't give movies that had a lot of potential, but ultimately sucked a second chance. That's what this is. So I care. Jingle rights.
0: What about Jingle All the Way?
1: Perfect. Remake it. Give remake. us another shot.
0: Remake Jingle all the way without Sinbad.
1: And then it won't be set in Minnesota, so none of us will care.
0: Mm, sure. We'll watch it then. All yeah. right. Um Joaquin Phoenix is going to be uh, in Disappointment Boulevard. What is this, and why should I care about it?
1: Dude, this is, uh, you know, Ari Oster, which you don't watch any of his movies, but he did um, Hereditary, which was brilliant. He did Midsummer, which was also amazing, just maybe a step down. Um, and so the guy's kind of on a roll, and apparently you do two banger fucking indie movies. Joaquin's calling you up you've graduated to an indie movie with Joaquin Phoenix which is the peak that's as good as it gets he's made it and Ari Aster is going to work with him so we are i mean we're already excited just cuz like you dude you hear those two people together it's going to be like, i'm sure it's going to be fucking awesome it'll definitely be weird as shit yeah i feel like two things on this one this is
2: eric again you've promised us that you're going to watch hereditary you have yet to watch it and you need to he's this scared week. dude it's okay give him a break can yeah, I, I was too and I made it through it. I was very scared. Those I had nice. to sleep in high school, I had to sleep with my lights on and a dog in my bed after I watched Scream 1. Okay? Okay. So like That's my, my field fear field. my fear level, my fear level is pretty pretty high when it comes to this stuff and I was able to to stomach it and move on. So Eric, Who'd you, you can get the do dog? dog
0: I just want you guys to know our dog <laughs> Ariaster is dog. the is the new Shyamalan.
1: No, he's not. Yep. You think no. he's going to have a career arc like Shyamalan? Correct.
0: Okay. 89. Midsummer, 83. Uh-oh. I can tell you this next movie, Disappointment Boulevard, 77.
1: Is this like when <laughs> Shyamalan worked with um, Mark fucking – oh, God. Marky Mark. What's his name? Oh, Mark. So now he's getting, like, bigger actors, and he's kind of moving up. I don't know. You could be onto something. I mean, he had, he had Bruce Willis, uh, Joaquin, he, uh, All right. Shyamalan had walking. Right. it Joaquin didn't hold Phoenix. up. It didn't hold up. I couldn't even remember who I was trying to describe, so.
0: Uh, his is. Mel, Mel Gibson at his peak? Come on. Yeah. His is the Sixth Sense, then Unbreakable, then Signs, then The Village, then Lady in the Water.
2: Yeah, so he was yeah. going down. He was already on the downslope. Yeah. Uh, Ari Oster is going up. No. And he listen, only has listen, like listen,
0: a couple listen.
1: data points, but they're trending
2: down. Eric, watch Hereditary and then you tell us. You come back with a review next week
1: and tell us if you think he's going to be the next Shyamalan. Eric's going to come back and be like, it was good. Science was better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love science. Swing from I the do too. Hey, you want to know who was in that? Joaquin,
1: Joaquin Phoenix. Right. I just said that. We just like a minute ago that. Jesus Christ.
0: I was busy looking up. Well, that's
1: a good take. We'll see what happens. I mean, you know, that's one of those long term plays and that lives, you know, on wax forever. So we'll see what happens. So, uh,
0: listeners,
2: text, message, do whatever you got to do on Instagram. Pressure Eric (laughs) into watching Hereditary because it needs to
1: happen. (laughs) Hey, hey, kids, text message us on Instagram and we'll (laughs) send (laughs) us a fax 763. Oh.
0: All right, Tom Hardy is going to star in a Netflix thriller called Havoc. Does this do anything for you?
1: Uh, no, What's it about? not just off Tom Hardy and Netflix.
0: Tom Hardy, it's, uh, it's Gareth Evans' upcoming action thriller.
1: Oh, so he's the raid guy, right? That
2: did yeah. the that raid uh, karate movie in the Vietnamese slum,
1: yeah.
2: he did slum like that staff indie... or whatever. Yeah
1: indie giant monster movie where they're like trying to come up through Mexico that was pretty good that was his first thing
0: um yeah I mean
1: okay now we got a decent filmmaker attached kind of I'm like
0: Netflix too I mean that's the kind of thing that I like that Netflix does get someone who makes a good movies get someone who is a good actor or actress gets them puts them in a fun story even if they're like guys this is a Netflix movie but it's gonna be fun I'm like
2: like, like like extraction basically so this is
0: extra- very similar to that they were like, all right, how cool of a movie can we make in two weeks? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Netflix gave us $100 million, but we only have two weeks. Um, how about there's no plot at all, um, and it's just a super badass, best camera work you've ever seen, Chris Hemsworth movie. I'm like, yep, I'm in. Yep. It worked. Yeah,
1: that's what that was.
0: All right, uh Reminiscence on HBO Max and in theaters. What is it? Should people be pumped? This is coming soon.
1: So, so this is Hugh Jackman's thing. He's got kind of a history of doing really interesting movies. Big sci-fi movies. Um, and this is going to be that. This is going to be like hard sci-fi. Do you guys remember Lisa Joy? Works with Chris Nolan's brother all the time. She did uh, Westworld. Jonathan Nolan. Right? Yeah, she does, she does what She works with HBO all the time. So um, I don't think her stuff is that great um like i don't think that she did a good job with westworld that totally fell apart so i'm not that excited about it but you know if it turned out to be like a really awesome thoughtful science fiction movie kind of like almost alex garland stuff i'd be into it you know i wanted to do that i think
2: that's what maybe jonathan nolan was the problem so maybe Maybe. it's a chance for her to spread her wings a little bit and get out from under his thumb
1: I would love that to be the case. I'm rooting for this movie. I don't know much about it. They just dropped like a tiny teaser for it. Hugh Jackman looks cool. I do care.
2: Uh, Guess who else is in it?
1: I just looked this up. Candy Dutton. There you go. So it's all coming together. And she's to watch. I'm watching it. You're going to watch it.
0: Yeah, it'll be cool. Dude,
1: it's drop- It's going to go in theaters and right on, uh, what, it's September or something like that?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm in. That sounds like fun. I'm in. All right, uh, we got news that Wednesday from the Adams family is getting her own Tim Burton Netflix show. Does this do anything for you? Does Tim Burton still move the needle? No. No, he doesn't. Nope. Not at all.
1: Dude's washed up, man. Like, talk about a guy that had a. There's your Shyamalan fucking. They had the same career. (laughs) Where where were the
0: highs of Tim Burton?
1: Uh, Edward Scissorhands, Batman, fucking. Beetlejuice, Beetleju- yes, thank no. you, dude. He Nightmare made before Christmas. Well, I,
0: I'm just telling you that um, if if I had to watch any of those movies this week, I wouldn't be excited.
1: Well, you have you seen any of them? Yeah. Well, you saw Batman pretty recently, and you said not worth it.
0: No, and uh, Edward Scissorhand is really overrated, and the best of them is probably neighbor Before Christmas.
1: No, that shit sucks. Mm. Well. Okay, so I guess we're not that excited about this. This probably isn't for us, anyways. This is a family show. Although Wednesday Addams, for sure, the best character on the Addams Family. What was the butcher the the butcher movie he did? The Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd sucked. Charlie and Chocolate Factory sucked. Alice in Wonderland sucked.
0: One I'm and two. Every movie has the same people in it. Uh, Johnny Depp and his wife Helena Bonham Carter are just like yeah. two of the three main characters in every one of the movies. And then
1: they're like, they're like, Tim, like, you know, what, what should we really be channeling? Like, what should we do in this role? I really want to explore and, and you know, challenge myself. And he's like, nope, I'd like you to do exactly what you've done in the last movies that you've done for me. <laughs> I have not changed. Why would I want you to change? <laughs> he did Dumbo. Uh, Dumbo sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Great. No, we're not excited. Don't care.
0: News coming up from uh, the casting of Killers of the Flower Moon. This is okay. uh, Scorsese, right?
1: Yeah, Scorsese. Working with – we already got Leo and we got De Niro. So we got some powerhouse. And, I mean, if you had to have a third corner of this triangle of powerhouses, you know it's going to be Meth Damon himself, Jesse Plemons. <laughs> <laughs> As, and some people do the body shaming round and call him Fat Damon, and I don't get down with that. I don't like that. So I call him Meth Damon for his Breaking Bad ties. All
0: right.
2: Meth Damon was the perfect nickname.
1: Yeah. Because of what he was doing that. in Breaking Bad. So, I don't know. Are you guys excited for this movie? Do you think it's going to be another kind of boring, slow burn, actor actor showcase thing from... Yeah. You guys don't get down with the new Scorsese well, stuff. Like, Well,
2: you know, like loved departed right great yeah. great great movie but like some of the lo- like even some of the scenes in that movie are just like oh my god can we move this along they've been talking for 10 minutes yeah please so i do like the showcasing of the talent it just needs to be trimmed a little bit but that's not his thing and and i would never want to say mr scorsese we're going to we're going to put a boot on your car you're you're directing car and we're gonna have to keep you from doing all this stuff I, I i it's got leo de niro is washed i don't care about him anymore i think jesse Plemons might be um if he's good enough up for like an oscar for best supporting actor because he is good i know he gets he gets a lot of hate because he has that like kind of strange demeanor and face with the way he delivers things but He's a he's
1: a really talented guy. So I loved him in one of the seasons. I think it was season three of Fargo. He was awesome. Like he's he's a great actor. Um, I'm excited. I'll watch this. I'm sure at some point. Maybe we won't pay for it, but yeah, I'll see it. Want
0: to talk about Leo, quick.
1: Yeah, Leo's great. What's your problem? Why
0: is, wasting, why is Leo wasting so much of our time?
1: On what? What do you want him to be doing?
0: Trying to win Botanical. a win. He's just everything is just like has to be some kind of boring ass movie now. He's not in anything that's a blockbuster anymore. Oh, like
1: Wolf of Wall Street was so boring. What was that? And was
0: it? That was great. It was great. When was it? wasn't it?
1: That long ago.
0: How? What's your
1: guess? <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, oh god, it probably was like. It was probably 2014, wasn't it?
0: 2013.
1: 2013.
0: Right, right. Yeah. I mean, all right, like, it's been a minute. Why does he only make boring movies now?
1: Yeah, we just, I don't know. We I get that. it. I mean, he's a serious actor. Like he does. He he just works with the high profile guys.
0: Can we admit that it was a mistake for the little crew of Matt Damon and Brad Pitt and Clooney and uh, Affleck? No, not Affleck. He did the opposite. Uh, and uh, Leo to skip out on all the superhero movies. It was a mistake.
2: Mm. It was. What, Wait, what it, role do you want to see Leo in in
1: a superhero movie?
0: Well, he's too late now. He should have taken it ten years ago. Yeah, but what <laughs> would what would you to, What would you have wanted him in? You name
2: it, I would have been cool. You, okay, but you have a time machine. Go back and pick one now. Go. Batman,
1: could could he Batman. have made Hulk good? Could he have made Hulk good? What if you got Leo DiCaprio hulking out at Leo's face on a giant green Hulk? No, hard R rated, fully nude. No, you want you literally
2: want Leo as Batman. Pass. Why not?
0: Affleck? No, it was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. I just want Leo doing some big movies. And I'm so sick and tired of every Leo movie is like, oh, he's doing another Scorsese movie, and it's going to be about. Let me guess, it's going to be about crime in the Northeast. Yes, Mm. it is. Yep, every time. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good on it. All right, guys, we got two trailers to talk about quickly. First up, Mortal Kombat. Does this do anything for you? Is it just nostalgia or is it actually going to be good?
1: I think it's going to be pretty bad. I think it's going to be
2: bad, but I think it's going to... I think the action scenes are going to be fun. I don't... Like, we all know the plot, right? We're not going into this thinking, I wonder what story they're going to tell. Like, we know the story... But we want to see much cooler action than they made in the '90s, and let's just
1: let's get in on our rating. Was Mortal Absolutely. Kombat R before? Had to be. Probably on first one. Okay, all right. Well, that's cool. All I know yeah. is
0: that I think this movie is going to be about as fun as Mortal Kombat the game, which is not very really fun for about ten minutes. <laughs> oh, stop it! Mortal Kombat. You're like, yeah, let's play Mortal Kombat, and by like the fourth time, you're like, all right, like. I'm just smashing buttons here. Can we like, just
1: play NHL 97 already? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Finally, the big trailer dropped was Cruella. This actually looks really cool. If they're going to do uh, old Disney movies or characters, I think that this should be the way that they do it.
1: I like the trailer a lot. Emma stone looks fantastic. I was like psyched on it. And then fucking tinfoil hat over here. <laughs> text me. And I was like, Oh, so maybe you should just run with your take, Ryan, before we get too deep into this. So the only thing that I
2: saw that was like, a like, don't get me wrong. We love Emma Stone. We gave her the title belt a while ago. It has nothing to do with her. I thought that the trailer played like a Harley Quinn trailer, mm-hmm. like right down to the to the music, right down to the, like her narrating it. Like, down to, like, everything. It felt like a Harley Quinn trailer where they're like, oh, it's this girl that's a little bit different. And she had some trauma. And then she decided she was going to set herself free and not listen to anybody's terms. And then, you know, some a couple bad things happen. And then she decides to go, like, full badass and wreck everybody's life and turn everything upside down and on its head. And I guess I don't hate that for this role, but I just, I felt like the, the tones and the symbolism and everything felt like a Harley Quinn part
1: two kind of thing. If you know mm-hmm. what I
2: mean? It's kind of hard to explain.
1: No, it's not. You did explain like the, the it. Vibes, and it's, the vibes. It's true. The I mean, especially when you even mention that she narrates over her, her own scenes, which is exactly what they do with Harley Quinn. The music, the punk rock vibes are totally similar. I think that they were, absolutely shamelessly let's call it inspired by harley Quinn's yeah that no. doesn't mean it's not going to be better than anything they've ever done with harley quinn it might be awesome
0: i uh, think it's going to be
1: fun and it's going to probably is it going to come right to disney plus or is it going to be like a pay it'll probably well, I probably have to pay for it
0: probably pay but i don't know i think i'm pretty excited about it i think it's going to be a, a fun movie i think so too i think i think, it I think if it
1: was any other
2: and that's that's the thing like we thought Margot Robbie could bring the Thunder, like, with Harley Quinn, and it just didn't really translate. And I, ho- I hope this, that doesn't happen to Emma Stone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm anyway, into it. I do care right. about this I'm one. Not,
1: I'm not
2: trying to be a downer. That was just, like, a minute into it, I was like, this is Harley Quinn. And anyway. Yeah.
0: That was a downer move. All right, here we go, guys. We're moving on to hot wrecks, but they're really Whoops. short this week. There's not a lot of wrecks. Guys, WandaVision is obviously the wreck. Wandavision is must watch title belt television. I think it's like game changing television, to be honest. They
2: Disney released a statement or something that people were having problems watching it because so many people were trying to stream it. Like the servers damn near like tipped over. So like they were not was, they were not prepared for the volume.
0: I heard the numbers were bad initially.
2: Well, I think it just yeah. it just it didn't have the legs, you know. Everyone, everyone. I think everyone thought like Vision sucks. The first two episodes were skippers, and now that it's actually like gotten good, and they've and they've turned it into like a eight part Marvel movie. Um, the the fans are rolling in hot. Nine part. Well, eight part in that they did the first two episodes oh, yeah. the yeah. same week. So
0: this is we'll talk about it later, um, but just. I mean, this is must-watch television. And I think, like, for instance, my parents um, are not superhero movie fans at all, okay? They're not fans at all. And they are loving WandaVision. This is Disney just laughing all the way to the bank. Mm -hmm. They're loving WandaVision, and they liked it so much that my mom is now looking up articles about the show of, like, people of what's going to happen and like calling me and asking me what i think about these theories and then and then you say
2: mom guess what i got this really good podcast for you it's called the Nordies podcast they break it down every week
0: you should tune <laughs> in and then and then i watched i went over and watched with my parents uh, infinity war and endgame so that they could be caught up with what was happening in the mcu since they didn't know much of it so and how I, they well, like
2: you gotta those. take it back to ultron too if you're really gonna get them into the The whole depth of everything that's that's true that's her i mean
0: because ultron sucks yeah (laughs) i know
2: but that's part of the story
0: i just told one of what we did we watched uh uh all the movies leading up to infinity war in 20 minutes on youtube nice like a little this is what happened in this movie and then this happened this person died and then this person was like you know like that kind of thing we watched one of those sure That's yeah. one of must watch. Everyone should be watching it. If you have no clue about superhero movies, you should still be watching it. But Ryan, you do have a wreck this week. It's the sound of metal. Where can people watch this? And is this a hot flaming hot molten lava wreck?
2: I don't think it's molten lava, but it's a pretty, I would say it's a very solid wreck. So this is a uh, Riz Ahmed. Um, and it's, it's a pretty indie film, if you will um drummer in a very strange bizarre band um suddenly loses his hearing and is a former uh crack addict who's been sober for four years um now has to deal with losing basically the one thing um that was sort of keeping him huh Oh, the one thing that was sort of the one thing that was sort of keeping him going um, overall, which was um, his girlfriend and the band, and he had to figure out a way to deal with this. But then you see him, and it's it's a really good look at like mental illness as well, and like dealing with an addiction issue. Um, and it was really sad, but also uplifting. And it had a it did not have an indie ending. It had a nice sort of bow. Uh, on the end of things. And I really enjoyed it. If you're looking to, I think it was a, it was a tight like hour 45, not too bad, Um, but a really fun movie. uh, Sorry, not fun movie, a really well done movie because the, the, the sound they, they make the sound to you, the viewer sound like if you had lost your hearing and gone down to like 20%, like he did in in the movie so like it's all everything's muffled and people are talking to him and you can't understand and he's just like oh yeah yeah yeah," and like acknowledging people so is he like
1: pretending that he could hear he didn't want to acknowledge it because he didn't want to lose his his job
2: yep exactly he didn't want to lose
1: like his little his little tour that he had before this was like a big hype movie i was like oh riz ahmed's like in something okay and i didn't know i was supposed to watch the whole thing like it was going to be great and I watched, like, maybe 30 minutes of it, and he was, like, hanging out with his girlfriend in the, the van, and I'm like, this is going to be a slow movie, I thought. Um, so I stopped watching it, but you're saying I should pick it back up and finish it. It prob- it could win Best Picture. Um, he will likely win Best Actor, it sounds like. He's kind of a favorite. So I, apparently it's it's a hot rack, even if it's a little more of an indie slow movie.
2: I think it is, but, but like... It's not it's not the vibe of a movie where you're like gonna walk away and be like, Man, I'm so glad I watched that. Like it's gonna be there there's definitely like a depressing element to it because of I mean just of the content in general. But yeah. it has a it has a good ending, in my opinion.
1: Okay. All right. Well I'm into it. Um I'll watch it and maybe if I really love it, I'll I'll circle back with people and tell them too.
0: Okay, guys, we're moving on to the last movie we're going to be doing in our alien versus rewatch series uh we watched prometheus this week and i have to tell you guys the only reason i agreed to do alien was so that we could watch prometheus because (laughs) i love this movie i love it i think it Mm -hmm. is so good i think it is by far the best of the alien series and i know that that's blasphemy because everyone will say 1979's alien or even 1986. Aliens is -hmm. better, but I thought that they kind of did the star Wars, uh, the force awakens remake while actually telling more of the story. This was a prequel instead of a sequel, but I felt like they kind of told the same story um, while also building the universe out more. I thought that they did a great job with this and I, we can talk more about it, but I left this movie wanting more answers. And I think that's a really cool way to make a movie that I was like searching the internet for information that like people don't even have because (laughs) I was so interested in parts of this story. And I think that they just did a great job with this. So um, what did you guys think of it? It starts out with uh, they're on this ship, the Prometheus. It has a couple name actors. um, Charlize Theron, right? She's one of them. Uh, Idris Elba, anyone else? That's Numi yep.
1: Um Dude, it was like... I actually have a note about this. This was the most attractive random assortment of crew I've ever seen. In fact, I would dare say this was the original Cuties in Space. Yes. Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence need to step aside because this is <laughs> Cuties in Space 1. Um, I liked it. So I was a little confused. Like, it's 2089. That's when they said it was set. Is that... So that's before the alien movies. Yes. Okay. Um, did we see, and I know we're skipping ahead, but I just have a question. Did we see the actual birth of the first xenomorph in this film?
0: At yes. the end? Um yes. yeah, like an earlier version of it though.
1: Okay, then why did why was there that big carving of a xenomorph in their ship? Okay. Yeah, crickets. Doesn't even make any fucking sense. There was like a giant carving of like a Jesus Christ looking xenomorph.
0: Oh, oh, well, maybe in the in their in the temp- in the engineer ship. Yeah, I don't know if it was exactly the same thing. I mean, this was like a a thing that was being developed over time or they lost control of over time. And I think that like even the the like the big huge thing you see at the end of the movie that takes down the engineer, right?
1: Yeah, that was birthed. Like, it's, like, the aborted baby, which was crazy.
0: Yeah, that thing didn't exist in later movies. Like, that thing evolved further as well. So, I think, like, these creatures were, like, in an early stage. And so, um, I think, you know... Yeah,
2: so, when I said, yeah, I guess I meant, like, maybe the first one that bonded with, like, human DNA, Mm -hmm. which is what drove... Uh, the ability for them to like, you know, uh, birth themselves in, in humans, like from a gestational perspective. Um, And I also think like when you're asking that question, I, I also realized like uh, what was it? I think it was Idris Elba's character said they were building these as weapons to send out into the stars, if you will. And they abandoned this place because it killed the engineers. And so there must've been something that happened. So maybe it wasn't like, like Eric said, it was maybe an early you know rendering of the xenomorph that ended up turning into
1: something worse. So overall, I gotta say, like this movie looked incredible, which we wouldn't expect anything less from Ridley Scott. The sets were perfect, the suits were cool, the creature effects were great, the makeup was great, all that stuff was was top-notch. And I think some of the dumb things that happen in it where you're like, nobody would do that, actually stick with people more than all the smart stuff they did. Like, I really think it was cool. Like all of the almost Indiana Jones stuff at the beginning where these people are trying to kind of like piece together this, uh, you know, data they've collected from these archeological digs that pinpoint them to this location. Um, The engineers I thought were very fucking awesome. Um, Shouts to Joaquin. (laughs) Shouts to uh, Nikola Jokic for his cameos. He was so good in this. Didn't know he had it in him, but he can act.
0: I um, love- the engineers
1: are great. I I mean I really liked it. I just some of the dumb shit was like like why was Numi Rapachi's character, what's what was her name? I she was the main Shaw. Yeah. Why was she like a doctor of like archaeology and you know early human <laughs> cultures? But also, like, a medical doctor and a genetics doctor. It was like, oh, she's a doctor. Don't worry about it. She's got well, this.
0: She was, like, a child prodigy. I mean, that's an easy way to write it. But she, like, graduated with, like, multiple degrees from Cambridge by okay. the age of 17. So she was, All like, right. like thrilled. I maybe
1: missed that. I'm good with that explanation. I'm already happy with that. Then how like, about the guy that was, like, the, the geologist that was, like, the map maker? He made the maps instantly gets lost with his buddy on the ship.
0: Yeah. And
1: everybody else was in the same spot and made it out. They're like Charlize Theron, who was not good in this movie no. was like, you have 15 minutes to make it back here. And they all made it back in 15 minutes. And wow. yet these people
0: got mailed this performance in, by the way,
1: dude, Ridley Scott must've been like, I want you to be one note and very angry and tough. And I she think, was like, well, I I think they,
2: hold on, hold on. I think they were trying to make her, like uh, have the question of whether or not she was like Michael or excuse me, like David um, or whether or not she was a human. So she had to play like very stoic and, and weirdly unaffectionate, you know what I mean? In a way where you were kind of turned off by her performance, but I think that was intentional.
1: I mean, I get that, you know, like the, you know, the main Wayland, his two kids are fast bender. Who's a robot. And Charlize Theron, who's a human, but it was sort of like, well, who's more human out of the two of them? And um, I, I'm sure they were trying to draw conclusions. I just think they sort of abandoned it in the editing room or something. I also think that she was probably
2: on set for maybe five days. Yeah. Because she was in it so very little. And so it she was just in, like, there. In
1: the same rooms and shit, yeah.
2: And with, like, one outfit in the blue stuff, and then she, like, you know, changed at one point, but other than that, like was basically trying to look the same. I think they were trying to make her look robotic. And that, Mm -hmm. that that came across, like you said, that came
0: across as flat, rigid, stale performance. So I will say that the movie was so exciting when they first enter the temple and Mm -hmm. they see the holograms go past them and they find out something bad happened here And then they find the decapitated body. They go into the room that has all the containers. It has the giant skull that looks almost human. It has, you know, at this point, I'm like, I need to know everything.
1: Yeah, I was, I was so into all this. Yes.
0: I was like, please, I just want, like, I wish that they just paused it and just told me everything. Like, that's how excited I was about it. Um, That whole thing was cool. And then. You know, they have the big storm, they have to get back. I thought that was even kind of fun. And, like, a big part of the alien movies is like a crew member is insanely sick and their condition is getting worse by the second. And mm-hmm. now their blood vessels are black and they're foaming at the mouth. And someone's like, We gotta save them.
1: Like, yeah.
0: All I know is if I am ever in space and someone's condition is getting bad really fast, I am melting them.
1: Yeah. Well, which is what they do. Charlie Theron did so yeah, for Well, her.
0: either
2: either that or you're
1: having someone else do it.
2: But I think I think they're trying to show. I know what senior talking about, and I think they're just trying to show like it's not as easy as you think. Yeah. Like I know you. I know you talk tough here down on Earth where it's safe and you got lots of air and Laura's veins aren't bursting with black blood.
0: I'd but, be like, don't kill Barter. He's fine. Get him medicine. We'll we'll save Barter as like. You his beard's fine. Yeah, yeah. His beard looks great. Don't like, kill him.
1: <laughs> Everything else is rotting away.
0: There's like alien feet, like
1: pushing <laughs> on <around> his stomach. <laughs> They're like, get him to cryo sleep. Well, that
2: was the uh, that was the other thing Every of like guy. the other people pleading, and this was part of the Charlize character arc, which was everyone saying, well, we have protocol for this, which is get him into the isolation sick bay or whatever. And then we can figure it out from there. And she was just like, Nope, you're getting cooked.
0: Um, so there, which by
2: the way, which by the way, anytime that guy was in a scene or talking, I hated him.
0: Yeah. I don't,
2: I don't want to hear from him. Like there's a reason he hasn't done anything. The bedroom scene was 10 minutes too long of him going on some long winded diatribe about the future and all that stuff. I had, no, that was that was the Eric moment. Like I pulled out my phone and I was doing other things until this passed, and then we could move on to better stuff.
1: He was bad, and he was such a dick. Like he was so weird until, so, like, he was just rude to everybody. And then you're just like, but you're the character that you love is Shaw mm-hmm. is like so in love with him, and she th- she thinks he's the best. And you're like, well, now I don't trust her judgment.
0: So. Another thing that happens here is you have these two guys who are left behind. They have to, like, spend the night in this cave. I I might just melt myself if I have to spend the night in that cave. Um, but they hear that there's a ping going off in some part. There must have been a glitch. And then Idris Elba goes and has sex. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this, this was the dumbest part of the movie. It literally made no sense. Like their whole defining characteristic traits, like they were so undeveloped. They were the scared guys. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're the scared guys. We're scared of everything. We're going to leave. We're so scared. So then they leave and get lost, which was already dumb. Mm -hmm. And then like the next scene, three scenes later, whatever, they're not scared anymore. They're laughing. They're joking. They're going up to the snake creature and thinks it's funny. And they're not, they're like walking around casually, bad writing, horrible writing here.
0: I agree. That, that was that seems
1: like uh
2: that seems like sorry, that seems like the scene where they were uh, trying to touch the alien from the black tar was shot before they got lost. Yeah. Right. So they were being like jovial and then and then they
1: had to like shoehorn this other scene in there and you're like that, that none of that made sense whatsoever. You gotta wonder if it was like a but it, it wouldn't have since we know what happened, they like both pretty much died and then reanimated from that. Um, I don't know, but hey, can we disagree on this? David was the best part of the movie Yes he is, His performance was the best Fastbender was a star at this time We don't know what happened to him but Can we sign him up on the wolves?
2: That guy can make a bucket from anywhere hey, on a bicycle yeah, on, a, on a
1: bicycle <laughs> um, I I loved his performance He was the best part In this one, finally they decapitated a, a android head and he looked great Looked real um, For the most part
0: uh, a couple other things. So he's great. He's like got a whole different agenda. He's talking to someone we find out later is his human father who has been like preserved on the ship as an old man. Now this is guy is what, Guy, guy Pierce?
1: Yeah. Yes. Oh
0: my and gosh.
1: A lot of makeup.
0: The makeup was so bad.
1: Just hire an old guy. They never had him young.
0: I, they do in the next movie. Oh, that's why they had to do it.
1: Yeah, then hire then hire him. is so weird.
0: It was not good. Um, so, anyways, though, David is got this whole side mission. He um, is like going into this tomb where the last engineers um, went into their their like cryo tombs, and only one of them worked. Three of them passed away doing this. One of them survived. This whole time, um, you find out that. Shaw is pregnant even though she is not supposed to be able to have children at all. Uh, David is was super creepy when talking about this with her and then she decides she needs to get this out of her instantly and she goes into the operating machine surgical yeah. tube. Oh my gosh, I love this scene. I mean it
1: literally is one of the best scenes in any alien movie. It's amazing it's so stressful it's so scary it's so graphic i just loved it numi killed it in the scene
2: and i think i think the uh the the alien the cutting, abortion
1: dude it's just well, hardcore like the, as the, can
2: the be the cutting her open and stuff was like mm-hmm. creepy but then like it was one of those subtle things that really added to it in that the way that the machine or the tube opened she had to crawl under like she had to slide like underneath the flopping octopus yeah. Yeah, above her while it's like tickling like her head and stuff and like trying to touch her and bite her. I thought that was like just a really nice like exclamation point on a scene that was already fantastic. Mm -hmm. So eventually they find out that... All because, real quick, all because David had that little piece on his finger and he slipped it into the
1: the champagne of the drunkard. Best line of the movie. Big things come from small beginnings. Loved that line. Loved how Everything he had to do with the black goo and all that stuff was the best part of the movie.
0: So he finds this tomb, though. He goes in there. He figures out how he thinks he can awaken them using these buttons and these holograms. He finds this entire map where Earth is on there. And he figures out pretty much uh, upon waking up uh, an engineer that they had grown sick of humans, thought it was a mistake, and were planning on using this black goo to kill all of humanity.
2: And then let's remember, this is Plan B because Plan A was to get g- gal pregnant and put her into cryo sleep and bring her back to study. So now he's like, okay, well she screwed that up by being smart, um, and, and then now he's got to like go the extra mile.
1: I did love when they woke up the engineer and he just instantly proceeds to rip the dude's head off and crush the other dude's head, Waylon's head. I was like, hell yeah, that was awesome. Like, big mistake. You fucked up.
0: Then you get the big scene at the end where they crash the ship, a heroic moment for Idris Elba's character and crew as they take it down.
1: (laughs) Did they even talk about it? (laughs) (laughs) All of them them were like, should we all kill ourselves? Yeah, do it. Woo! maybe like three. There. there was escape pods. Like, why didn't two of them be like, "All right, you got this, bro." Shorts. Well, on. he asked them. He asked them. I know. He's... And why didn't they say yes? It was so weird. You know they, I think. It? I think they were over it,
2: and they were like, "I don't want to be impregnated by Dude, an alien. Benedict." Just won. fucking blow this up. Sh- blow this shit up. I'm out of here. Fuck it. I don't even care. They're like, "Ions in the thing is going to make you go." Like, yeah, great. Oh, let's go, guys. Kill if the me.
0: three of us were on a ship, and someone was like, "All of humanity will die." If you don't crash this ship into that ship, I'd be like, we got enough fuel to go find another planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go find another planet.
1: No, I'd be like, Ryan, you're the oldest. Eric and I are out of here, bro. <laughs> first, of, first of all,
2: <laughs> you're the hero. First of all, Eric would have never made it to the point of us having that conversation.
1: Not even <laughs> no. close. Not like, Ryan. Guys, this is stupid. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> let's just hang out with charlie's i was already banging her earlier died,
2: eric would have died in the rock
1: storm 15 minutes in so he, yeah. he would have
2: been gone
1: i he would've, never would have how about all of them how about the fact that the whole crew gets explained what the mission is about after they're there
0: yeah
1: that was i mean like good scene and good explanation for the audience who needed that we needed that exposition but none of them knew why they were on the ship at all pretty weird
0: Finally, you get this battle scene at the end where the angry engineer from the crash ship gets on her escape pod after the ship crushed Charlie's Theron, which was maybe excessive. And then he gets in there, he attacks her, and then she unleashes the giant face sucker who rapes him brutally and mm. creates what we see as the first version of the Xenomorph.
2: Yeah, let's well, also it's like, a little over gonna, the top. If we're going to rag on um, Rickon Stark in Game of Thrones for not zigzagging, when a rolling like cylinder is coming at you, all you have to do is take like 10 steps to the right and it yeah. won't hit you. Uh, she
1: kind of deserved to die. I don't know. Yep.
0: All right, well, they both did. Yeah. All I'm going to say is that I knew watching this movie that you guys weren't going to watch the last one, so I watched it. Right after because I was. So yep. I
2: want to watch. I want to watch the last one.
0: Kind of. Back back. The next one is much worse. Yeah. It's got two versions though. David and I can't think of his name, but it's they're both fastbender robots. He plays two characters. Oh yeah. And they kiss. No. They do. They kiss. <laughs> <laughs> eric that's why you like it
1: so much it's your two boys together can you imagine if gosling was in there as a threesome oh my god it gives it gives new meaning to the
2: fast boner <laughs>
0: <laughs> tip, to tip but yeah it's not nearly as good and they stopped they they got rid of the engineers so i'm gonna say kind of a hard pass after i thought prometheus was really
1: a lot of fun i love the way prometheus ended with them with you know she's got a spaceship she's got a computer like a super intelligent computer that knows all about this shit in david's head and they're ready to go and i was like the next movie is going to go to the engineer's homeland there's going to be an alien attack happening with the xenomorphs she's going to be in there finding answers at the same time i couldn't wait for the next movie and literally ridley scott was like fuck your expectations I'm not doing anything you wanted me to do. And we got Alien Covenant. Yeah, it's not good. All right, guys. Eric, I think, real quick,
2: I think this makes the argument that you should watch Raised by Wolves. Okay. I think you should watch it. I think you should watch at least three episodes of Raised by Wolves. And come back and tell me what you think.
0: Is it like the same thing? Not at all. Oh, okay.
1: Yes, it is. No, it's fine. Um, I watched six episode, five episodes, and quit. It was great.
0: All right, guys. Um, let's just
2: oh, go let's, to- real quick. Rotten Tomato scores. Let's let's score it. What um, would you put it at?
0: I would put it at the same place. I would put a quiet place, which is like an eighty-six. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. It is flawed, and its biggest flaw was that I wanted to know more. And that might be because of poor storytelling, but it at least was telling a story that was interesting enough that I wanted more. And I yeah. think that's a good thing. So I'm going to go 86. It was flawed. It was imperfect. There were things that sucked in it, but overall I had a really good time watching it.
2: This would be like a 93 for me if it wasn't for the, the, the boyfriend <laughs> and some of his antics and Charlie's. But yeah, I think, I think 80, 87, 88 is, like, right where it should be. I think that's a perfectly acceptable score for this. And
1: I'm at 85, so, yeah. It's, all right it right. was it was a beautiful movie. Like, all the effects, everything was perfect. It was it was good. Some of the writing was bad.
0: All right, guys. Let's break it down, finally, with WandaVision. If you haven't watched the most recent episode of WandaVision, you don't even remember what it was called, but it was, like, the Modern Family Office version yeah early 2000s version i think it
1: was called uh breaking the breaking, fourth wall break the fourth wall
2: yep.
0: yep um so a lot of things happen in this. so if you haven't watched it yet tune out now turn this off come back after you watch it hear what we have to say about it but there's lots to talk about um this episode was uh modern family to start And i don't really know much about modern family
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it's a lot of like these little interview style um you know I don't know, little segment where the characters are interviewed separately from the, the scenes that you're seeing. She, Wanda is losing control of um, her own reality. Things are changing and phasing. Uh, you're getting all these little clues. Um, you know, the milk changes, the wall disappears. And Furniture
1: changes, wallpaper changes. Yeah. Different time periods, yeah. She can no longer keep the full control that she once had.
0: She's losing control. She's confused. She's stressed. Vision is nowhere to be found at this point as well. Um, and he, she's gotten rid of the brother who looks to be a fake at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Pietro looks like he was never actually her real brother. He, she makes a comment about that. And uh, you get um, Agnes shows up. Yep. Agnes, yeah. She says, I'm going to take your kids away from you here. I got you. You need to rest. You need time to yourself. She thinks this is great. We know something's wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the outside, um, the world has expanded greatly. Uh, you have um, whatever the girl's name is. The scientist girl is hanging out. With RC. That stuff didn't work for me.
1: Yeah. The circus? So-
0: the whole thing didn't work. They're in the car, and then all the people are walking, and they can't cross the road. And
1: I thought it was kind of cute. I thought it fit in with the episode.
0: Um, but eventually, um, you're going to get more uh, with the girl trying to get into the universe. Um, the second main character now, Monica Rambo. Yeah, Monica Rambo. She is the newest superhero in the MCU.
1: Yeah, I don't exactly know what her powers are, but they already hinted at this the first time she went in and out. You know, your your genetic makeup is changing. Like you need to be careful. We don't know what's happening. And then when she powered through a much thicker wall or whatever's happening now with that wall, she came out with glowing blue eyes and she could um I don't know exactly know what she's able to do, but she can see things a little differently, and she can like I don't know if they're just defensive powers mostly or what, but you know, she got slammed down to the ground by Scarlet Witch and was fine. I think Monday her name. Was- is hot. And then they mentioned in that, I think it was in that
2: part where she was going through the wall. They mentioned aunt Carol, Carol Devers, 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 Danvers. Danvers, Sorry. Thank you. Um, Which is a full shout out to captain Marvel. And I think the powers will be somewhat similar, but she won't be as OP
1: as captain Marvel. Yeah, that could be.
0: Yeah, she's going to have similar powers, and her name is going to most likely be Photon. Oh. So she is already a character, like, in the comics. She is a... Right. Um, I thought that that stuff was pretty cool and interesting, um, but eventually we get to the end where um, finally Wanda knows something is wrong. She goes over to Agnes' house and asks where the kids are because they're nowhere to be seen. Agnes gives her this tea which in the comics, um, there's this plant that she gives people that um, allows them to see some type of future. Um, And in the comics, she gives it to the dog. Before she kills the dog, she gives it to Wanda, most likely, in the show. And then she goes downstairs, and to find her kid, she knows something weird is up. You see this like purple energy flowing through the hallways, and then, very
2: strange very stranger things vibes with that
0: yes mm-hmm. you go down there and you get a sabrina like um basement here that was full of uh witch artifacts and in my opinion satanic artifacts as i think that this is their early introduction to the supervillain mephisto who i believe is coming here
1: Yeah. And Mephisto apparently is like the MCU's version of the devil, but he comes from like the hell dimension and it's kind of like a real place as opposed to a big religious vibe. But he's like, you know, he's the he's the devil. Right. So he has powers and he's evil and um, he may be controlling Agatha, but I'm not so sold on that. Um, She you know, there's only a couple there's two episodes left about maybe an hour left of the show. I'm not sure they're going to introduce a new villain at this point or just have her face off with Agatha for the next two.
0: So there, you see a book that was The Darkhold, and that's like um, the magic witch book, right? Like this dark magic book that would have been the same type of magic as is in Doctor Strange. So it might help them be a little supernatural while still tying it to things that are already part of the MCU. So we saw that book there, um, which is like a really powerful book of spells. We saw okay. all other things, but here's my reasoning for Mephisto. Um, Mephisto is literally the the creator of Wanda's kids. They're actually fragments of his soul. In the episode before the Halloween one, you heard um, an obviously fake Pietro say, "Go on, demon spawn," and mm-hmm. like it's all these hints that it's part of this um, story that they're telling. Most likely. Part of the House of M creation of of um, you know mutants in the MCU and Mephisto is like a a partner of um, Agnes uh, Agatha right
1: Yeah Agatha.
0: I think that he I'm not saying he's gonna play some big role here but I think that that is the direction that they're gonna head. Whether
2: he he'll, he'll be introduced?
0: I'm gonna guess that there's an introduction, and the two of them are going to be a formidable team that is, you know, causing all of these problems that have created this hex that is, you know, the the reasons for, for all the terrible stuff that's happening. Here. I, thought was, I thought it was another great episode, well, and yeah. then I can't wait gotta, for the next two. We
2: got to talk about the uh, post-credits, which is, mm-hmm. so I've watched <laughs> the end credit scenes every single week and like fast forwarded through them and have been let down. And now finally it pays off to stick around.
1: Yes. And luckily you didn't have to stick around, you know, through the whole thing, just sort of after they're really stylized, yeah. you know, pre credits, whatever, um, there is So what I thought was going to happen there was that it turned out Pietro was going to be totally a manifestation of uh, Agatha Harkness and not a real person. Like She was maybe disguising herself as him and interacting, um, but then they showed her in the background with him in the foreground. So they're two different people. So who is, who is pretending to be Pietro then? There's some talk that it could be Agatha Harkness has a son. Who's also, you know, somewhat powerful, and that could be him.
0: Interesting. I think it's the same person who's the rabbit, her husband, who is from who got married on the same day as the, the famous Salem Witch trials. I think it's Mephisto. Okay. I'm pumped. I can't wait to see where they go. Are they going X-Men? Are they going the devil who's from the same place as Hella? Like the same Hell, H-E-L. Oh, okay. As Hela, who was the brother or the sister of, of Thor.
1: That'd be great. That's Tie it all in, yeah.
0: Yeah, so um, not the Hell of Christianity, but the Hell of Marvel and the Marvel Universe. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know where they're going. I have total faith in anything that they do. And I just think that the breakout star of 2021 is Elizabeth Olson. Oh, yeah she is an absolute superstar and I can't even wait to see what her next project is outside of the MCU.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All good stuff. All right, guys. Yep. Or
2: just give me all of the MCU. Yeah.
0: yeah <laughs> of that. All right, guys, that's it. That's all the time we have on this episode of the Nordies podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. We have a sports cast later in the week. We're going to break down all kinds of local sports, some stuff internationally as well. Can't wait to get into that. So, until then, thank you guys for listening to your favorite podcast. We do three best friends in the whole entire world: Minorities Podcast.